Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. 17 games. How many yards? I want to make the playoff. Um, I think that's my goal. I never really set a goal because I never really set a goal like ever since I got to Minnesota. It was always go out there. My main goal was just go out there and be Dalvin Cook. And I think everything going to take care of itself. I never really set a goal for, for X number of yards, and, and that's what I wanted to do. I always said work hard, and when, when, the, when the season comes around, just be who I am and let it, and let it just let it go, and that's, that's what I do. That's a very, to his credit, Dalvin Cook there, talking after day three of OTAs. Very diplomatic answer. He was trying to, Chris Thomason, I think that was, from yep. the Pioneer Press, trying to bait him into a selfish yardage. How many yards? 17 games now? You're going to? 2,000 yards, and uh, and he goes with the, with the team goal. So that's a good answer by Dalvin Cook. This is Purple Daily, presented by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. Mackie Judd, executive producer, Declan Goff. You're going to hear more clips from Clint Kubiak, Anthony Barr with some interesting things. We'll do a little recap of day three of OTAs. But, uh, Judd, go, you fire away first before we get into the actual well, the, thing. The Dalvin Cook about. thing. Now, now in, in, in Chris's defense and in all of our defense, Remember, the OTA yardage question became a staple in the Adrian Peterson era because he would always give you a ridiculous amount of yards, which would you know certainly be then featured um, in headlines on ESPN.com, right? I'm going to rush for 2,500 2, yards. Yes. He yes. literally I, said when you're 2,500 yes. yards. Like, so, so I'm going to defend Chris here by saying it is a attempted clickbait question, but we are conditioned <laughs> to ask the running back, um, on the Vikings, how many yards? Because Peterson <laughs> would give us these outrageous answers, which in May makes for really good copy. <laughs> Peterson was great because you know at, at the time I think he would he would throw out twenty five hundred yards. Even this is even before he ran for two thousand yards in the season, right? Yeah. And I always wanted to say, why don't we? What, what's the next milestone? Is it, uh, let's get to twenty one hundred. What's the <laughs> NFL record? I think it's like twenty one hundred or something, two thousand eighty or whatever it is. You know, how about twenty two hundred? Can we let's 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 no. let's set a new mile season? Like, no. no, three thousand. Three thousand <laughs> yeah. yards. Single season record for rushing. I'm gonna beat I'm gonna beat Emmett Smith's record this season. <laughs> huh? One season at ten. One season at ten. Um all right. Here's the question. Let's pop Cam Danzler's tweet up for the Purple Daily YouTube audience here, and we'll read it for the audio podcast and radio audience. Cam Danzler a few days ago tweeted very simply right before OTAs 
special year ahead, dot, 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 dot. And then he tagged at Vikings. I like that he tagged at Vikings there just to make sure you knew that he wasn't talking about something, you know, in his personal life or a business that he started. He means a special year ahead for the Vikings. It seems too, in just listening to Mike Zimmer talk about the offseason, we've now we're gonna, we're going to hear from Clint Kubiak. There's a very, I would say, quiet confidence and positive vibe coming out of Vikings practice and offseason workouts. The key players on the team, uh, I think the I think the defensive players look around and see, wow, we got. You know, we got Patrick Peterson in here, Dalvin Tomlinson. I mean, we're, we're, there's some. You got Daniil Hunter coming back, so there's a there's a confidence that I think Cam Dantzler is speaking not just on behalf of himself, but on behalf of the vibe inside that locker room right now. What are your thoughts on it, both you guys? Start with Judd. Do you feel like? Do you agree with this sentiment from Cam Dantzler that even though Vegas has them as kind of a 500 team and you know, there's not a lot of national pundits that are looking at the Vikings and saying that's one of the three Super Bowl contenders. Do you feel like Cam is onto something when he says, no, 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 we think there's a special year ahead? Allow me to reframe what he tweeted in my own words, which has become the rallying cry for Purple Daly and Mackie and Judd, which is I think special year ahead in player speak means what we've been saying. No excuses. This is a playoff team. Pieces this are team, in place. There's, yeah, there's pressure. <laughs> um, do I think it's a special year as far as a championship? No. Do I think it's a playoff team? Absolutely. It has to be. If, if it's not, people get fired probably. So if you look at what they've done defensively, assuming that Daniil Hunter comes back and plays, and the changes and additions that they made on the offensive line, the skill position, uh, Kirk now being given a lot of pieces around him to succeed, uh, I I would replace so special year ahead to me is how a player frames it right because like that's not that's not necessarily um, in his mind putting pressure on his team but it sort of is but I would just put the the pressure directly on on them and say there are no no excuses and so yes it should be a playoff year and the other thing to keep in mind too is I mean this is the whole. Zim thing, right? Made the playoffs in 2015, made the NFC Championship game in 2017, won a playoff game in 2019, missed the playoffs in all of the even years, but we are now back in an in an odd year. So I think Cam Dantzler is essentially saying what we've been saying for quite a while now, which is a lot of the excuses have been removed. There is no reason why this team shouldn't be extremely competitive. And if the Green Bay Packers continue to have the problems that they have, the pressure should be squarely on the Vikings to win the NFC North. Yeah. I think it can be a special year, yes, if if things start falling into place. Um, I think the Vikings are a better team than they were last year for sure, but special year, um, I don't know. I, I just I, I have to really see it, and I will start sipping that Kool Aid if you start four and zero. I'll be all in there, but at the same time, I I just have tempered expectations. I think it's a playoff team for sure, but tempered expectations until I see the results in front of me. And then yes, the Kool Aid I will be bathing in my Corona hard seltzers and the purple Kool Aid. <laughs> Can I say something to that, Odex? Because I, I get your point completely from a fan standpoint. I think I think Cam Dantzler tweeted the old school yearbook equivalent of. This is going to be the greatest summer ever. Okay. Like when your, you know, friend oh, yeah. would write that, right? Greatest uh, yeah. Declan. It's been so much fun. You know, <laughs> senior year's been great, but before we go to college, it's going to be the greatest summer 
ever. Now, is and you, it really? And you, got, and you got to make that great summer happen, right? You got to, yeah. you right. got to, you got to go Absolutely. on a vacation. You got to go, you know, a little summer fling, right? But you got to put in the work. But that's also that that line, greatest summer ever, is also uh, written with hope, right? Like it's going to be great, right? And Declan's like, yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> I think Cam Dantzler is doing the Twitter equivalent of that, which is special year ahead, right? It's going to be a great year. Last year was tough. So that's sort of the parallel in, in how I see what he's doing here. But sure. this is a play. I mean, this needs to be a playoff team. Yep. I will say, so I, I side, I side more with Cam Dantzler than I side with Vegas, which is probably where, where that's probably my first problem. You know, uh, Vegas doesn't build these casinos and, and <laughs> high rise hotel complexes uh, just randomly, right? They they build those off the back of being right more often than they're wrong. And when Vegas says, eh, this would be a decent team, but they're not going to be a Super Bowl team, then I should probably heed that warning sign. Uh, but I, I really think if, if this is going to be a special year, if there's a special year ahead, as Cam Dantzler tweets, I think it comes down to three main components. Number one, health, right? I mean, last year, out of the gate, no Daniil Hunter. Later on, you wind up losing... Uh, Eric Kendricks for the final crucial month of the season. Dalvin Cooks always sort of in the mix to miss a couple games here and there. You you had some major injury issues up and down. That Anthony Barr too. I mean, you know, maybe he hasn't lived up to the hype, but like you take that dude out of your starting lineup, and it's a problem for the defense. So, so if 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 you have three or four guys banged up defensively again, it's going to be really hard to put together because they don't have a ton of depth right now. Like right now. Jeff Gladney might not play. Who's their fourth cornerback right now that you trust? You really don't, right? So they've got to stay healthy. If they if the whole thing is healthy for the most part, much like we've seen, you know, 2009, they were mostly healthy. NFC Championship game. 2017, um, mostly healthy. I know they had to go to a backup quarterback, but he was really good that season, right? So if you can keep the starting 11 on both sides on the field, I like this roster a lot on paper, but oftentimes the teams that, that win in the end and are the final four standing. It's a battle of attrition and depth, and I, that's the one thing I worry about. Number two, if this is going to be a special year ahead, Kirk Cousins has to play just like he did in the last two and a half months of last season, but for the whole season. He has to bring that level of play, not just when you're 1-5 and five and the pressure's off, not just against the Jaguars and the Panthers, you got to bring it against the best teams on your schedule. And you got to do it in prime time more often. You got to do it against the best teams. I know that you brought your team back twice already in the fourth quarter, but you're still down in a back and forth battle against Russell Wilson. Do it again. Do it again, right? So he's got to have the best season of his career. Do what he did for the last couple months, but do it over the duration of the season. I think part of it is him feeling comfortable behind an offensive line. So there's other components that will lead to him playing at a high level, but he's got weapons on offense. There's a, like a lot of teams in the NFL that would die to have Thielen, Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, and a couple decent uh, pass-catching tight ends. Offensive line should be improved. Seems like they have more depth there as well. So health, Kirk Cousins, and then the third component for this being a special year ahead, the NFC. I think the NFC has a lot of weak spots, teams that were that were powerhouses the last few years that might be coming back to earth. If the Green Bay Packers trade Aaron Rodgers, which I think they will in the next couple of weeks here, they're taking a step back. I don't know if that's a playoff team with Jordan Love as the quarterback. They take a significant step back. The Saints just lost Drew Brees to retirement. 
So th- those are a couple teams that have really been in the mix, like running the NFC the last few years and going to uh, second, third round of the playoffs, right? So, you know, who in the NFC are you going to be able to surpass? And then who is really sitting up there at the top? The Buccaneers are running it back. Old roster, old quarterback. So I actually think the NFC is sort of there for the taking. The Rams should be good, and you should insert yourself into that mix. So if those three, if, if those three things happen, if the C's sort of part in the NFC and Kirk Cousins can play at that level all year and the Vikings can stay healthy, then I agree with Cam Nansler. There can be a special year ahead for sure. What it, what qualifies victory total wise as a special year? Twelve. Uh, twelve plus. Yeah, and postseason noise, NFC Championship game minimum. If it's as, to me, there's no, there's no such thing as a special year ever. that falls short <laughs> of the NFC Championship game. And I would even say, like defining the word special for this franchise, this franchise has been to Super Bowls. It's been a while. They've been to NFC Championship games. They've won double digit games in divisions all the time. It happens on a regular basis, right? Mm-hmm. None of that stuff is special anymore. Going to the Super Bowl for the first time in like four decades would be special. Mm-hmm. Winning a Super Bowl would be special. So I like it. Defining what the word special is, it has less to do with the regular season and to me more right. to That's do what with I, what you do in the postseason. Right, because there's no context here, so you can't tell. But, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think special, if we're talking about really special, I think you win in, what, now a 17-game season? I think you win approximately 13 games. And and it's more about your run in the playoffs. It's more, and you, you know what? Here here's what qualifies to me as the start of something truly special: playoffs, home field advantage. Yeah, because if if you get that, and I I know it blew up unfortunately in 1998, but if you get that in that building where there's a ton of noise and it's going to be full again, and that's going to change the dynamic quite a bit. Um, you are putting yourself in a position then to at least make a serious Super Bowl run. If you have to play a road game in the first round again, I'm sorry, that doesn't qualify as special. Like, that's fine, uh, but I think it's I think special is 13, 13 or more wins and home field in the playoffs, giving you the best possible chance. And, and of course, if you get the top overall seed, you still get that first round by. That's yeah. special. Yeah. Yeah, the, the regular season thing, like, I'll, ultimately, I think – Zimmer and all the stakeholders are going to be judged by what they do in the postseason. But I think in order to set yourself up to do damage in the postseason, you have to be playing at U.S. Bank Stadium. It would be it's a lot harder to get that buy now because there's only one, there's only one buy. That's what I'm saying. Two, right? Yeah. But like that's a that's a big you have to you have to do some major damage in the regular season to put yourself in the position because I think you know just going off 16 game records the last you know three decades. We think in terms of well, ten and six and eleven and five, like that's a really good season. Yeah, but that ten and six, eleven and five still makes it a really hard road to win a Super Bowl because you're not going to get a bye. You're probably not playing home games throughout the playoffs, right? Yeah. So U.S. Bank Stadium, and we'll talk more next week about the crowd advantage the Vikings will have again this year. Uh, it all starts with doing more damage in the regular season. Setting yourself up to play home games at U.S. Bank Stadium, yep, and then you can have a special ending potentially, which means in the last quarter of that season, 2021, you're going to have to go on the road into some really tough environments where it's going to be cold and miserable, and not do the old school good Vikings team thing, which 
feels like you always lose a game there, right? It's like we would have had home field, but uh, 2009, 17, what you need to do then is, yeah, you need to go through the regular season. And this is where, Phil, your point about Kirk to me becomes so intriguing because it's not about can Kirk accumulate impressive statistics. We know he can. He's done it. Yeah. Like that. that's there. The question is the consistency. And from week one through what's going to be week 18 now, can Kirk Cousins go out there, health provided, and continually do it and be consistent? And you know what? You're probably going to have an off game or or two. But my challenge there is, can you win that game now? Like, are you at a point in your career where you're not going to have a great game every week, but you win those games? Because if the answer is no, we're still – we're going to fall back into old traps. If the answer is, you know what, we can win these games where our quarterback isn't necessarily a star, that's how you get home field advantage. Yeah. You like that? So, you like well, that? we will hear shortly from Clint Kubiak spoke for about 10 minutes yesterday. We're not going to play the whole thing. We'll give you some clips of Clint Kubiak. Anthony Barr had some really interesting things to say, but a quick word here from us on Purple Daily for uh, your product. Yes. Product A. If you would like to be part of Purple Daily and have your message in front of thousands and thousands of Vikings fans every day across YouTube, podcasts, social media, mm-hmm. hit us up. P. Mackey at scorenorth.com. Look at all the different beers that Judd would this happily be, drink on camera for you. For this instance. could be your beer, and I promise I will drink it on camera. If you own a bidet company and you would like Declan to talk about the splashy freshness mm. that he gets every time he goes to the bathroom. life changing On this show. Yes. Hit us up. Send me an email. In all seriousness, uh, we got some room for a couple more partners and uh, sponsors. So if you want to, if, if you own a business and you want to be part of the show and partner up with us, send me an email, pmackey at scorenorth.com. And uh, yeah, we'll get you, we'll get you in the mix. See what happens. Do you want, do you want young, impressionable Minnesota sports fans to hear your ad? Because if you do, sports dad selling. Sports Dad is here to pitch your product. I'm wearing That's a complete right. white shirt. I'm a blank canvas here. I'm a, I'm a blank canvas for you, the sales, whatever you want. Oh, no, I won't go any further, but I'm, I'm a blank canvas right here for you. <laughs> In many ways. And if you want to date with Declan, whoa, he's whoa, a whoa, blank whoa, whoa, canvas whoa, whoa. for that, yeah, too. Yeah, easy, easy. Enjoy a weed-free summer at the lake, courtesy of Aquaside. One easy application of Aquaside pellets can eliminate weeds and lake muck. Yeah. Aquaside has been trusted by hundreds of thousands of lake homeowners since 1960. Neglecting aquatic weeds can hamper recreational activities like swimming and boating. Lake weeds can also provide breeding habitats for insects. Make your lakeshore beautiful this summer with Aquaside. Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. All right, boys. uh, Speaking of blank canvas, all right, Clint Kubiak is the new offensive coordinator for the Vikings. I don't think his canvas is entirely blank. I think Mike Zimmer has put together about 90% of the painting and said, all right, you can color in the edges over here, and uh, why, don't you paint a do- why don't you paint a dog in the corner over there? But the rest of it's just Dalvin Cook getting the ball on handoff. So let's hear, uh, Declan, you uh, throw out whichever ones you want to. Take us a, a tour through the Vikings' new offensive coordinator's first OTA media session. Yeah, let's, uh, let's hear from him on Justin Jefferson in year two after a stellar rookie season. Well, I think I, I know we drafted a high-quality character guy in Justin, a very intelligent guy who uh, he, he's smart enough to know that he's going to have to work even harder now to get the same production. 
And we're not going to focus on the big picture, just kind of look, work on the little things, work on getting better one day in practice. And here's two routes to get better at today. And then let's, let's stack those days for 10 OTAs, three mini camp days, and throughout training camp. And we'll see what the final product is. I, uh, it's been a long time since I've been like this all in sure on a young Minnesota sports player, even like twins players that come up like Miguel Sano kind of scars. you. Uh, I like Alex Kirloff, but I'm still waiting. You know, you never know with some of these guys and we've seen it with the wild where guys will come up and like, Oh, grand, that looks really good. And then he just kind of settles in. I have never been more sure. Justin Jefferson is flat out right now. One of the five or 10 best receivers in the NFL. And as soon as some of the old guard starts to get over the age of 30, he's going to be in the mix every year as like the top fantasy receiver, for instance, right? Like right. he's that good already. So I'm all in. Where So if if we were to take Justin and do what I guess we could call a Moss meter, which, which is so like the day he got here, it was just clear he was a Hall of Fame superstar player. One to 10, where would you put him on, on that? Because – Randy's one of the few guys who stepped in and like, there was never uh, I got to see a little bit more. It was like, Oh my God, where would you put Jefferson on, on that ranking for how you felt about Moss? If Dex. Moss is 10 and Laquan yeah. Treadwell is one, I think that's our scale, I like right? I like it. Good. I think, I think Jefferson's an eight and a half. And I still think that's probably Ooh. tempered. I think Phil might even have him at nine or, or close to it. I think eight and a half. I mean, I, I agree, actually. I think you're right. Ran, like Randy eight, Moss eight literally changed the game, as we've said on the show mm-hmm. for a long time, and he, he changed the position. And Justin Jefferson stepped in right away and was a stud. And wide receivers right now are, are thriving in the NFL. But that being said, what he did also basically in a 14-game season, because he was yeah. not utilized in the first two, was damn yeah. impressive. I would put it at an eight and a half. Eight and a half. I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, Moss... Moss came into, and you kind of, you kind of knew watching him in college that if someone took a chance on him, he's just going to be absurd. Jefferson, there were still some questions of, all right, well, how much uh, was it a product of system a little bit? You know, was he a slot guy? Is he an outside guy? There were there were no questions about Moss the day he got drafted. You were like, oh man, <laughs> this right. is going to be ridiculous. And then you saw him in camp and preseason, et cetera. With Jefferson, you had to see it, and it didn't really happen until week three, right? Because and part of it was there was no preseason games, so there really wasn't any hype. And then they and then they subdued his snap counts the first two weeks of the year, so uh, he doesn't get the ten. But once we saw him, it was like, ooh, yeah. okay, this dude runs different. Um, he runs routes. There's always separation. So and he's got a little 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 flair to his game with the uh, the gritty little fun little touchdown dance. It gets to be an eight and a half or nine based on this, though. Does does Clint Kubiak one and Kirk Cousins two begin to utilize him as they probably should, which is mean which means at times you're going to have to make throws. I what I want to see them do with Jefferson this year is more deep routes and make throws that Kirk can make, definitely can make, but doesn't really like to make. Those throws have to be made. To make to make Jefferson as dynamic as I think he can be, I think there's way more there. And it wasn't that that Justin himself didn't unleash it. It was sort of like the Vikings offense didn't, right? Yeah. So, yeah, but, yeah. So by like, the end of the year, he was getting the, the by the end of the year, he was getting the targets that he probably should have been getting earlier. Right, but year. I'm but I'm saying but I'm saying the tar he should get the targets and he did. But what he also should get is how he's targeted. Like there's gonna be times 
where he looks on a deep route like he's not going to catch the ball, but he can. So, like, that's my next step because there there was an ultimate faith basically from, I think, day one with Randy. They made throws to him where you're like, oh, my God, that's not going to – oh, it just worked. Yeah. Um, statistically, he was 18th in the NFL in targets last year, Justin Jefferson. Stefan Diggs was number one. So Stefan Diggs was targeted 41 more times last year than Justin Jefferson was. So that's a, it's a pretty, big, pretty big gap. I mean, that's like three, three extra targets per game for Diggs. Over last, Jefferson. last thought for me on this is I also need to see some of, and I know Kirk trusts Thielen implicitly most of the time. I need to see some of the passes that were thrown situationally to Adam go to Justin now because there's more there. Like he makes he he knows that Thielen can make catches and he trusts that so he he will make probably lower percentage throws to him at times. I need those to be shifted at least a little bit towards Justin because I think that Justin can turn them into bigger plays consistently. Yeah, I think and I think the trust factor is there now. It probably wasn't the first half of the season last right. year, you know, because he's a rookie. All right, let's hear more from Clint Kubiak. Next. Yeah, here's Clint on uh, Kellen Mond. Yeah, I will say he's been a quick study. He's uh, he's here early, leaves late. Um, he really possesses all, possesses all those uh, quarterback traits that you want mentally. And right now he's working, he's on the field. We're throwing a lot at him. We're making it hard for him, and uh, he's responding well. But, uh, you know, Rick Spielman, Coach Zimmer, and the scouting staff do an excellent job in the draft, uh, you know, identifying these guys. Are you guys like me and that, like, everything he just said there was cliched, like, oh, just yeah. straight, out, straight <laughs> out of the coordinator uh, media guide, right? But but even even though all of it was cliched, when I'm hearing him comment on Kellen Mond and he's saying he's a quick study, he's in early and leaves late, automatically I'm like, boom, MVP. Like, in three years from now, he's going to be Josh Allen. He's going to be <laughs> he's going to be Russell Wilson, hey, all Chris rolled Sims into one. The fact, the fact that he's a quick study – He's in early and he's out late means boom, ironclad, no chance of a bust. And I think they're going to do, do their best to be as positive as possible, right? Like he works really hard. He's doing great. But they're also, but the, the tightrope that a coaching staff walks with a kid like this is not to apply the pressure. So like, if you're like, he looks unbelievable, he looks great. Then fans and, and media are like, okay, let's see it. You know, right. So there's going to be a fine line here of, of, um, of building him up so that he has confidence and and that the fans think he's good, but suppressing the expectations yeah. because you don't want them if if Kirk struggles, which you know Kirk probably will at some point, being like put in mind. So it it's a dance, it's a weird dance, uh, but I, I think it's why Browning probably right now it sounds like he is the second quarterback and Mond is the third guy uh, because eventually one has to think that Mond is going to be the backup. Okay, including people on this show, including all of Twin Cities radio, TV, and columnists. So all of like like mainstream. Who will be the first person in the in the Minnesota media sphere to call for Kellen Mond to start over Kirk Cousins? Mm. Won't be the other. It, radio might, station. it might. It might be. It um, might be Declan. It's. It might be me. I think it might be me. me or I'm trying to think of someone at the Star think, Tribune. I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of someone at the Star Tribune. Would Suhan would would go there? I, that's what I was going to say. Because I, I, I don't think Chip would. Who's um, going to do it? If Patrick did, it would be just trolling. Like I could yeah. see Patrick doing it, but it would be tongue and yeah. He's not trolling. like a he's not like a hot take. Guy, yeah, right? so he, he's not going to do it seriously. 
I could see Chip doing it. I could see Chip doing it. Chip or, Chip or Jim over there. Flip a coin. You know Chip. who wouldn't shock me? I got one, too. It wouldn't shock me, and he knows a lot about the sport. He's very good if our old friend Matthew Collard did it. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. I could see Matthew Collard do it. If, if Kirk, because if Kirk starts slow and Kirk has before, it's going to come up. No question, yeah. right? Yeah. I could see Matthew. He, but he's not like, he's not going to hot take jump to a conclusion. Like, it would no, be pretty much rooted. It would be rooted in. No, but yep. he's, a, he, he's very good at hot taking with facts. Yep. <laughs> like, he does yeah. hot take. But I he mean, does like, it, he literally but he supports it. He literally had the twins blogosphere trying to get him fired from Score yes. North for saying Miguel Sano is bad at baseball, but all of it was rooted in scout, you know, scouting yeah. acumen and everything. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I don't know. It would be me. It depends. I mean, it would Kirk would have to fall. Kirk would have to be really bad. But but if Kirk has a first what four or five games pre bye week like he did l- last year, I mean, it's going to be hard not to at least question it, right? Yeah. That Atlanta game was one of the most atrocious, atrocious games I've seen for a quarterback who didn't get lifted. Yeah, I, I would say Cronin too. I think if he got off to a bad start, Cronin basically called for him to be benched during. I think that I think Falcons she, game. She called for Mannion to start yeah. or to play at one point. Yeah, right? I think yeah. it was during the Falcons game her. that he should have been. Game. He should have been benched during that game. He was so atrocious. So I wouldn't be surprised she if CC did it. Wouldn't, wouldn't shock she me. wasn't wrong. She squared. Like no, all right. What else we got from Clint yeah. Kubiak? One more here. We got uh, Clint Kubiak talking about the rookie offensive lineman that the Vikings have drafted this year. Absolutely. Yeah. We want those guys to earn their stripes. And we got, you know, it's a lot of things that are new to them right now. So we got good veteran coaches with Rick and Phil um, getting those young guys ready to play. But uh, the mindset right now, we want to move some guys around and see, you know, Ezra left. We can get Dakota right. Those guys are. Uh, you know, they're Swiss Army knives. They know many positions. So we want to make sure they know as many as possible because things happen in the season and you got to move guys around. This is the time of year to uh, to try those things out. So uh, I'm very happy with our rookies thus far. They've been working their tails off. Again, I can't say enough about their coaching. Um, it, there's none better in the NFL. Rick Tennyson and Phil Rauscher are unbelievable guys. A lot of... Uh, lot... Oh, poor Judd. <laughs> Judd is falling asleep. He's Dakota Doe to the Swiss Army knife. Yes, that's what got me. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, I Declan know. got it. It I was Dakota it. Dozier, the Swiss Army knife. Okay, uh, it's 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 like congratulations. You can play multiple positions, but I think we should add one word to the end of like being a Swiss Army knife who can play multiple positions. Well, well, can you play multiple <laughs> positions? Well, that is the key question there. <laughs> Oh my God! No, yeah, a lot, a lot of propaganda there, right? Trying to little yes. little puff puffing up of Dakota Dozier, and then the puffing up of Rick Dennison, because because you know what happens is everyone looks at this offensive line being garbage in pass protection for years, and they look over who's the offensive line coach, right? That's the that's the the pitchforks come out, yep. and so the Vikings know that Rick Dennison has been taking some shots from fans and media. So, so when Clint got that job, how much? work is done with him immediately to prepare him for for the press to ask him questions hours because i mean I that was like multiple hours he literally with jeff did, anderson or like they've, they've got some said, good pr people there yeah. he said nothing in any of those things like there's not even a hint a kernel of oh i can run with that right yeah well did so the question there was was about his answer was to a question about the rookies, Wyatt Davis and Christian Derrissaw, running with the second team. 
And and it was, hey, are those guys on the second team because they have to earn their way to the first team? And he said, yeah, like we want those guys to earn their stripes. And then he went into you know, the versatility of Ezra Cleveland. And this is a really good time now in the offseason workouts to just like try guys at different positions. They're not trying Ezra Cleveland Correct. at left guard. He is their left guard, right? And Dakota Dozier is a lot of things. Swiss Army Knife is not one of them. <laughs> like, if you're bad at left guard, you don't get moved to right guard. And, oh, my God, we've got a pro football Hall of Famer now. He's a Swiss Army Knife. All right, let's hear also from Anthony Barr, who is you know, coming off an injury, coming off of a little bit of a, an ego blow, restructuring his contract. So let's hear what he had to say about that. I kind of, I never had tore a pec before, any, you know, anything like that. But um, I, I kind of knew what what that feeling was. Um, kind of told the trainer what my, what I thought happened, and um, you know, it, it proved to be you know true. So it's unfortunate, but you know, it's you know, part of the game. I understand, you know, it comes with playing. And I mean, I think it's just you know, kind of speaks for itself as to why I didn't want that to be my last memory. You know, it'd be a pretty uh, you know, sour note to, to end on. And, um, with, with all the great members that I have, I think that one would be the most lasting. So try to put that in the back seat and, and move forward and look forward to, uh, you know, hopefully a healthy and productive season. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, there was a, a, an arm wrestling match between the Vikings front office and, and Barr's, really Barr's agents, right? Just in terms of, you know, what's a fair number for him to play on. And I think the Vikings were probably sniffing around trade options too. So listen, we'd like to keep you on the team, but it can't be at the $14 million cap hit or whatever it was scheduled to be. And I, every time I hear him at a crossroads, whether it was when he almost signed with the Jets and then came over here, or whether, whether it was this time around and, and what he just said in that soundbite, he loves the Vikings. Yeah, He loves Mike Zimmer. Yeah. And he just loves playing. Like He'll play here for less money. He'll, he'll like you know Him saying he doesn't want him missing half the season with a pec injury to be the lasting memory of him as a Viking. And so like you know, we can nitpick him for maybe not living up to all the expectations, but um, he loves the Vikings, and so hats off to him for always finding a way to uh, to come back in purple. He's going to have to be led to the door and shoved out, and it's going to have to, <laughs> to be locked at this point. Like, I mean, there's no question, because they did. I mean, they they threatened him. They, they said, we will trade you uh, if you don't take a reduction slash restructure. And he said, okay, eventually. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like when you are talking to the jets and the jets are about to pay you life changing money and you're about to, you know, get incredibly rich and yeah, the jets suck, but who cares? You're getting paid. And you call the Vikings and say, I'm basically throwing up. I don't want to leave. Yeah. Until he is, until the Vikings say, Anthony Barr, you are officially traded or cut. um, He will come back here. And you know what? They like him. It's fine. He took he took less. Um, I think we just need to get. I think we need to get to a point with him. I guess my comp in a, a way for this week is I think we need to get to a point with Bar like we do with Barrios, which is they're never going to be what we thought. Like we could talk about it all we want. Barrios should be an ace. Bar should get sacks. Ideally, I'm I'm right on both of those. Uh, but that doesn't make them bad players. That they aren't what we expected. Yep, they're they're valuable in their lane. The question then becomes, how much do you have to pay them? Yep, and in the case of the Vikings, you, you, you know, there's a limited amount of money you can spend on your roster. And he, at one point, he was the highest paid non quarterback on the team, and that just that just doesn't make sense. So now that's been corrected, 
and we'll see. And, and because of that correction, the Vikings were able to add a Dalvin Tomlinson or a Patrick Peterson. So it's, uh, it helped the whole team, him taking that restructure as well. All right, boys. Good, uh, good breakdown of OTAs there, powered by Federated as well. Federated has been helping business owners with peace of mind. You know, you think about the purple needing maybe a little more peace of mind and uh, risk management in the secondary if they lose one of those guys. Well, if, if your business is, uh, especially coming out of this pandemic, is just in need of some updated policies and you want to make sure that things are going in the right direction and you are protected as needed, Federated Insurance will help you as they have been for over 100 years in the state of Minnesota. Federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. And don't forget, Judd Zolgad, if you're interested, Judd Zolgad will talk gleefully about your company right here. Maybe, you, maybe you're a brewery. Yeah, maybe, I was uh, say, let, let's get a brewery. Maybe you're a major board. retailer and you just want Judd to wear some of your uh, your goofy clothing or something, right? Brody's. Send an email, pmackey at scorenorth.com. We've got some room going into the second half of the year for some partners, and uh, we'd love to hear from you if you're a business owner out there. Absolutely. Yeah, I am here for it all. Hats, hoodies, Judd beer. will shave your company's name into his chest hair oh. and bear it all on Purple Daily. Chest hair? Right. I'll go back here. Nope, actually. That's going to be a no for us, dog. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, Talk we'll see you guys, guys for a little four-question right. Friday. Tomorrow, don't forget Mackie and Judd, also daily conversations that you might enjoy.